to Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Maurice Patton here on this Top 5 Tuesday, a beautiful day outside. I mean, weather-wise, specifically after last week, doesn't get much better than this. Yeah, I um, I'm heard last night, and as I was coming off the field, somebody was saying, boy, you had a great, great night tonight, didn't you? I said, yeah, way better than Saturday. Saturday cooked. Yeah. Friday night cooked. I mean, it was it was bad. Um, special shout out, in fact, to Spring Hill High School for providing the sweat towels for at least one member of the media <laughs> at that Mount Pleasant game. It was much needed and greatly appreciated. But um, yeah, it's, it's nice to be appreciated. It is. Go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. Not tolerated. No. And we've got a great show lined up for you. We're going to talk a little WNBA action with M.A. Vopel. Uh, he'll join us in the next segment after last night, the New York Liberty, even the regular season series 2-2 two two with the Las Vegas Aces, but won the series if you count the Commissioner's Cup championship uh, they, they would I'm pretty three. sure they count the Oh, I'm sure they will. Uh, now, it, 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 it does, you know, bear importance that, one, Las Vegas is still a game and a half up for the top seed, which would give them home court advantage if the two were to make it to the finals. And, two, Candace Parker hasn't played in a month and hasn't played in three of the four of the five meetings. So there's that. I'm just saying. Playing devil's advocate just a second, I'm pretty sure the Liberty is saying, hey, we just played who showed up. Oh, I, I, I don't <laughs> I'm just saying that in the event Candace Parker shows up, it might be different. It, things could be a little different than what we've seen in the regular season to this point. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. <laughs> so, but but Ma is going to join us, and, and looking forward to talking with him about that. We've also got back in the saddle is Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders. He's left Italy. Now he's headed to Tuscaloosa. <laughs> it's, and and the food, depending on where you go. Oh, is, I feel like he's going to have some stories to tell. Some food related, some not. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to 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 getting Chip back in as he gets ready to. Call his first game of the year down at BDS Bryant Denny Stadium. And with the depth chartless 
Alabama Crimson Tide. How about just that? no depth chart? I don't even know how. Depth chart, Smith chart. What? I saw that yesterday, and and of course Nick Saban had an explanation for it. Something about distractions. Uh, <laughs> and apologized. Listen, this is not unusual for them to have a quarterback question this early in the year. Typically, he just puts or in between all of them, and they just go on with their business. But uh, maybe he's got more question marks at other places that – and was just like it's not even worth putting out a depth chart if we're just going to put or in, in everywhere, which I guess could make sense. It could make sense. But, I mean, I think Nick Saban sometimes creates distractions where there are none as well. <laughs> because I think not putting out a depth chart probably creates more of a distraction than putting one out does. Now, I'm not a college football coach. Next game I win will be my first. But I, I just think that sometimes you create the narrative. Maybe, yeah. I don't disagree. Unnecessarily so. I completely agree with you. I think it's a little funny, but you know, it's Nick Saban, and we'll we'll, we'll get a chance to to talk to Chip about that trip down there. I, I, did you? Have <coughs> It'll be interesting to know what not having a depth chart means to Chip in terms of his prep. I mean, I think that's important to 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 note. Um, I wanted to see if I could. There was a quote, and, and I'll get it up for I'll get it up. Mm -hmm. But uh, Rick Stockstill had a heck of a quote this morning on uh, Ramon, Kayla, and Will, and so we'll bring that up as well. But it's it's going to be a fantastic show again. Chips back, and it's Top Five Tuesday with all the great sports documentaries that have come out recently, sport, uh, Swamp Kings, Johnny Football, BS High. Watch BS High, by the way. And if you've not had a chance to do that, you need to. It's, it's phenomenal. I will. <clears throat> Roy Johnson is a piece of work. Well, he's the most honest liar he knows. <laughs> he said, I, I'll tell you a lot. I don't care. This man printed out checks at Kinko's, <laughs> told the lady they're hot, and she still paid the, the hotel bill with them. Oh, it's wild. Anyway, mm -hmm. we're going to count down our, 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 or draft our top five sports documentaries. All of that and much, much more coming your way here on Main Street Sports Today. Let's get into yesterday's results and today's schedule, though, on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. Sunday, Battleground Academy defeated Columbia Academy three to nothing. Columbia Central defeated Fairview three to nothing. It was Friendship Christian three, Donaldson Christian nothing. Loretta with a three-one win over Lincoln County. Middle Tennessee Christian defeated Webb School three to nothing. Providence Christian likewise against Franklin Road Academy, and Hampshire with a three nothing win over Santa Fe in girls soccer on Monday. Christ Presbyterian Academy blank Beach four to nothing. Gallatin with a 2 nothing win over White House Heritage, and Lincoln County defeated Columbia Central Fortune. Major League Baseball action. The Braves are 14-4 winners over the Rockies, scoring four runs in the seventh and five in the ninth. Hey, 
Whatever it takes to get you there, that's all that really matters. <laughs> also, the Astros score one fewer run, give one more up, but still win 13-5 to over Boston and the Red Sox. The Padres, 4-1 winners against the Cardinals. Brewers down the Cubs, 6-2. The Giants are 4-1 winners against the Reds. And in WNBA action, it was the New York Liberty 94, the Las Vegas Aces, 85. In volleyball action today, Zion Christian plays at Franklin Christian that begins at 4.30 at 5 o'clock Gallatin's at Portland. Also, Stewart Creek hosts Warren County. 5.30 Columbia Academy goes to University School of Nashville. Also, Good Pasture is at Friendship Christian. James Lawson hosting John Overton. Uh, Providence Christian goes to Middle Tennessee Christian. Again, those are all 5.30 starts at 6. Santa Fe is at Camden. Hope they have left. Um, Oakland is at Cookville at 6. Laverne is at Cookville at 6. One of those is not right. Um, Kalioka but goes Cookville's to, playing at 6. Cookville's playing at 6. Well, it may be a tri-match, though. You never know. Hey, it could be a tri-match, and, and they're just all there. I don't know. Could just, be. I guess that's feasible. Kalioka is at Eagle Bowl at 6. Coffee County hosting Columbia Central at 6.30. Also at 6, Lewis County is at Hampshire. Collinwood is at Mount Pleasant. Riverdale hosts Siegel. Rockvale hosts Blackman, White County comes to Smyrna, and Cheatham County is at Stewart County at 6.30. Franklin County is at Spring Hill. And sometime today, Brooks, Alabama plays at Loretta. You know, volleyball tri-matches used to be a lot more of a thing than they are now. That's, I mean, I haven't seen one in a while. I've not either. I, I don't know why. wonder what happened to that. Mm-hmm. I mean. Those were the good old days, for the officials anyway. Exactly. And, and <laughs> with the official shortage that we've seen in so many other you sports, would think, you would think you'd see more of that. Yeah. Well, volleyball is, as far as officiating they're, goes. They're not having issues. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Girls soccer action this afternoon. Franklin Road Academy goes to Brentwood Academy. That's they don't need to leave until about 4.15. Uh, also at 4.30, McGavick's at Cane Ridge, and John Overton welcomes Hunter's Lane. At 5 o'clock this evening is Providence Christian at Battleground Academy. Davidson Academy welcomes Mountain Juliet, while Donaldson Christian plays host to Nashville Christian. Also at 5, STEM Academy is at Glencliff. Lawson hosting Hillsboro. Richland is at Loretto. Lawrence County is also at Murfreesboro Central, while Riverdale welcomes Rockville. Clarksville goes to Springfield at 5.30 today. It's Hendersonville hosting Harpeth Hall. At 6 o'clock, Montgomery Simpson is at Creekwood. Cheatham County is at East Robertson. Ezo Harding welcomes Antioch. Marshall County goes to Giles County. Columbia Academy is at Hickman County. And Hume Fog hosts St. Cecilia Academy. It's Green Hill at Lebanon. Martin Luther King at Valor Collegiate. Kenwood goes to West Creek. White House Heritage welcomes Portland at 6.30. It's Clarksville Academy at Friendship Christian. And Watertown hosting Upman at 7 tonight. Franklin at Centennial, Kirkwood at Northeast, Merrill Hyde hosting Cullioka. Boy, that'll be a that'll mm-hmm. be a good one. That's a uh, rematch of your um, Class A state semifinals from last year. Should yes. be should be fun to watch there. Brentwood's at Page, Ravenwood hosting Independence, Blackman goes to Siegel, Laverne's at Smyrna, Spring Hill hosts Stewart's Creek, while Mount Juliet's at Station Camp. Summit plays host to Nolansville, and Fairview goes to Sycamore. In Major League Baseball action today. 540 start for Tampa Bay at Miami, the Battle of Florida. Houston continues its series at Boston at 610. 
San Diego is at St. Louis at 6.45. At 7.05, Milwaukee is at Wrigley Field against the Cubs. At 7.40, the Rockies host the Braves in game two of that three-game set. And at 8.45, Cincinnati is at San Francisco. Minor League Baseball action, the Sounds begin their six-game series and continue their 12-game, 13-day road trip at Durham. First pitch is at 5.35 Central Time and NWNBA action tonight. Uh, the Minnesota Lynx at the Washington Mystics. That's a 6 o'clock tip on NBA TV. At 6 o'clock on CBS Network, you can see the Phoenix Mercury at the Atlanta Dream. And that game has followed at 9.30 on CBS Sports Network by the Chicago Sky at the L.A. Sparks. And that is your rundown. As every day, the top story is brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill Shopping Center right here in Columbia. You can get fresh hand-cut meats. You can get meat and three vegetables in their deli, or you can get fresh produce, of course, and all of your other grocery needs at just cost, plus just 10% at the register. So make sure to go see the folks at Piggly Wiggly. Again, voted the best grocery store in Murray County by our readers. So. Top story today, the Tennessee Sports Writers Association has announced its College Sports Players of the Week, and we thought we would bring them to you. We'll start in football. Sophomore quarterback for the Vanderbilt Commodores, A.J. Swan. A.J. Swan was 19 of 30 for 258 and three touchdowns. Also found Will Shepard twice for a couple of scores, London Humphreys. For the other, as well as a two-point conversion to Quincy Skinner. So, there you go. The football player of the week. Is it, I'm not sure if that's... There's, there's there's a defense, offense, okay, there's there is a defensive, defensive player world. of the week as well. Dericky Swan. Uh, Dericky Swan. Dericky <laughs> Wright was the defensive player of the week. It just doesn't... It doesn't show it here in the email, so I'm a little confused. Wright's a senior safety out of Gadsden, Alabama. Couldn't get him to go to Jacksonville, I guess. Darn. He intercepts the ball in the end zone midway through the second quarter, kept keeping Vanderbilt on top. Then with two minutes remaining in the game, with Vandy up by seven, he picked him another one. Got a couple picks in the game to seal it, so congrats to him. Okay. Um, men's soccer, Belmont's Brock Kuyper is the TSWA Player of the Week. Sophomore forward from Mason, Ohio, scored both of Belmont's goals in a pair of matches last week, a one nothing win over Georgia State and a 1-1 draw against Florida Atlantic. In uh, women's soccer, Eleanor Goff? Gue, I think. Um, from, we'll have to ask Chip when we get him on because she's from MTSU. Senior midfielder from Milton Keynes, England. Oh, so who knows? Yeah. Could be Guff. Scored the only goal in the Lady Raiders' one nothing win over Howard last week. And in volleyball, MTSU's Laura Jansen is the honoree. Junior outside hitter from Ballberg, Netherlands. 
volleyball getting into some of that Rick Ensel recruiting. Yes. Earned all tournament honors at the Big Orange Bash as the Blue Raiders took on Clemson and Wofford. Uh, 12 kills against Clemson and 12 digs and three aces against Wofford. 11 kills, 10 digs. So congrats to all the Tennessee Sports Writers Association's Player of the Week. And we will bring you this week's next week. (laughs) That's exactly right. Mo, real quick before we get out of here, top story number two here Mm -hmm. is George Klyakoff, or Klyakoff, however you say it, Mm -hmm. plans to attend the college football playoff meetings, and I'm not sure why. Well, what what are the what are the meetings? What is the discussion? What is the topic of discussion at these meetings? Uh, the my assumption is the contract, or maybe the discussion over what happens if a Power Five conference were to dissolve, which does certainly seem to be the case at this point. Well, then, if that's the discussion, then he probably should be there. Since it's his Power Five conference that well, yeah, seems like, like it's dissolving. We don't need your input. You're not going to be here when this takes place is also the kind, kind of what I'm thinking here. But, but he's got to be there to stand up for what's left of his conference. Uh, until, I mean, and unfortunately, obviously, the, the situation at North Carolina mm-hmm. yesterday delayed the vote with the Athletic Coast well, Conference. delayed the meeting. It delayed the meeting, which... Also, the vote would have been taken. <laughs> yes. yes. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it. I think it will certainly be uh, some interesting conversations come out of those meetings mm-hmm. with, for whatever reason, he's there. I think it's. I think it's hilarious that he's going. I, you could not pay me if I were him to go. It, it, I would be so embarrassed to walk through the doors. Uh, seriously, yeah. completely embarrassed. Uh, it, it's. I think it's his. I think it's his duty in that position to be there. I guess, but boy, <laughs> that's tough. Oh, uh, it's tough. <laughs> but sometimes you got to do some tough things. <laughs> He's getting paid, paid plenty of money to do it. So yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Well, uh, let's get into that a little bit later during uh, rapid fire reaction part two, and we'll do that in the second hour. So. Make sure to stick around. Right now, we're going to take a break. M.A. Vopel standing by to talk a little WNBA, as we told you. The Liberty and Aces last night. We've got a few games tonight. We'll get into it right after this on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back to the Lee Company studio in just a moment. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net.
Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated cost plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtvj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I'm Chris Yow. He's Mo Patton, and we're excited to be with you here on this Top 5 Tuesday. And again, Top 5 Sports documentaries coming your way here in just a few moments. Looking forward to counting down that ridiculous, ridiculously lengthy list to pare down from. There's going to be a lot of documentaries that we got to get through to get to five. So mm -hmm. should be interesting to see where we go. Of course, Chip Walters is back. He'll be with us at the top of the hour. But now we're going to talk a little WNBA as last night, the regular season series concluded between what we all knew and believed to be the top two teams in the WNBA. And well, it lived up to the hype. Two and two, the Final tally for regular season games, three and two in favor of the New York Liberty, if you count the commission, Commissioner's Cup. And certainly Becky Hammond and the Aces are going to be looking to take that back as it comes playoff time. But to talk a little bit more about it, we do have the authority in women's sports. There's no question it's M.A. Vopel. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Hey, good to be with you guys. Good to have you. Um, 
a lot of questions, I guess, but have you been surprised at the success that the Liberty has had against the Aces, given that Candace Parker has been out for the majority of the series to this point? Yeah, I mean, Maurice, that's that's really the key. It's sort of interesting talking to a couple of Tennessee guys, because I think uh, Tennessee alums, if you will, one of them being uh, Alicia Clark from Middle Tennessee with right. the Aces, is going to have they're going to have a big say in how this all this thing um, ends up. Alicia's going to have to play big. She's played she's had to play big all her career, uh, bigger than she actually is. Uh, if especially if Candace doesn't come back. Um, Candace Parker is going to be the X factor in this series if she comes back. If she doesn't, uh, the Aces are going to have to win in spite of not having her. Uh, to answer the surprise question, not really, because right now it's really fascinating. Both these teams have four really elite players, but right now the Liberty's depth is a little bit better. Uh, Candace comes back. And that equation, especially if she comes back and is able to play, that equation changes. So you feel like there's a possibility she does not come back? Yeah. You know, I, they haven't given us any indication one way or another, but I think there's a lot of concern um, that if, if she comes back, will she be, you know, uh, Candace Parker, even Candace Parker um, at, at the age she is now? is still, which is 37, at the age she is now, is still a, a very, very good player and makes a big difference in a series. But she's been out for quite a while, um, and and we don't know. If she doesn't come back, the Aces are going to miss her. They've already missed her in, in the matchups with the Liberty. 94-85, the final in last night's matchup. Um, and, and I would think from, I don't know, I mean, these are professional athletes at this point. Do they take any more confidence out of their performance over the course of the season and last night? Uh, I think so. Uh, you know, when they won, you guys mentioned the Commissioner's Cup, which obviously doesn't count um, in the standings, but it counts in terms of, you know, what we saw out on the court. So the, the Liberty really wanted that game. Uh, they'd never, as, as, even though they were an original franchise, they never really won any hardware um, going all the way back to 97. So they wanted that game, and I think that it showed how much they wanted it the way they played. Two days later, though, you know, the Aces come back and win. And, and then, you know, since then, the Aces have lost to two other teams. You know, they've, they've lost to L.A. and they've lost to Washington. So I think this whole month, honestly, because they've, uh, the Aces and the Liberty have played four times. This whole month has been about, you know, who's going to feel like they have that upper hand going in the playoffs. And right now, I think the Liberty, is, as long as they don't have a stumble in the last two weeks, they're probably going to feel like they have the upper hand. It's interesting because, you know, you talk about taking the confidence from that for New York. It appears as though it's affecting Las Vegas negatively. Like you said, they they had not lost a lot of games, but then they lose the Commissioner's Cup. Of course, they beat they beat Sabrina Ionescu sans her <laughs> shoe soles. <laughs> it, sans her shoes. Well, sans and her shoes soles. and her soles yes. in Las Vegas. But that in you know outside of that, they they've really kind of struggled here of late. Yeah, they. It's a it's a really good point because this team, you know, when they're clicking offensively 
they are the best team in the league and, and they're still leading the league in, in points per game. We just had a game where Asia Wilson had 53 points. Um, <laughs> so, uh, which, which tied the WNBA single game record. The issue with them, uh, and you guys will understand this, if they don't play defense well, it really does affect their offense. I mean, because they are, they are such a, they're just a ram it down your throat offensive team because they can score so well. So when they're in a position where they're not uh, playing defense well, then it impacts the offense and they start not being themselves. Um, they're, they're a team that is used to like really pretty much dominating other teams and they've run into a team now they're not dominating. And then they've lost to two teams. Uh, and, and I will say Washington did have Elena Deladon back, which is, you know, makes all the difference in the world. Um, but they've lost to two teams they probably weren't expecting to lose to, especially not L.A. Those things do kind of get in your psyche a little bit. Um, and you guys know this, too. Nobody's, nobody's repeated in this league since 2001, 2002. So it, it's hard to do. It's hard to do in any professional sport, but it's proven pretty hard to do in the WNBA. M.A. Vopel joining us here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Uh, M.A., we are both Atlanta Braves baseball fans. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how much you follow baseball, but just being in the sports world, you know what they're doing this year. Mm -hmm. um, and we've kind of slowly embraced the idea that what happens right now with the Braves doesn't matter. Do you feel like there's any of that with the Aces? Oh, that's a great point. It really is. Um, for what it's worth, I'm a huge baseball fan, but this has been the opposite of the Brave season for me because I'm a Cardinals fan. No, oh, I'm sorry. Worst, uh, no, no problem. We we deserve to get whatever you know. We we've been riding high for a long time, but this is the worst season since 1990 for the Cardinals. Mm. But it's very interesting you bring that up because I've thought that a few times. Like when you have that high after a season, which which they all did. Um, they had a great season last year. Everybody's gunning for you. I know that's a familiar sports position to be in. The 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 team that's got the target on your back. Mm -hmm. But they also kind of know. Look. Once you're in the playoffs, it's all, you know, that's, that's what you're going for. They're going to be, they're almost certainly going to be the one seed. It's possible now that, you know, New York's gotten it tighter. They could end up as a two seed, but they're not, it's going to be one or two. Uh, they're going to be hosting, you know, at least throughout the, the first round in the semifinals. And, and so I think that's a good point that maybe there's in the back of their minds, they're like, look, we know when we need to be playing our best. And, we know what it feels like. We know what it feels like to win a championship. Um, New York doesn't. Uh, now, there are players on New York who do, obviously, um, Brianna Stewart and Courtney Vandersloot, but New York as a franchise uh, hasn't won that. So I, I think that's a, a great point to make that they're probably thinking, and, and certainly all Braves fans are thinking, right, like, hey, this is all great, but we know when we really want the Braves to be great. And, and if they're not great, then nothing else matters. That, not, that's the worst, though, and it's that way in every, it's that way in every sport. Yeah, you know it, it's it, it's crazy because you know we spent the last ten minutes talking about two teams, and the fact is that it really feels like these are the only two teams who have an opportunity to be in the finals. I, I mean, I know the playoffs are zero zero, and, and anybody can do anything, but boy, 
it's just going to be really hard for anybody else to beat these two in any kind of series. And I, I was I was going to ask actually, Ma. Yeah, I think that's true. If it's, it's not if it's series, if it's not right? if, if it's not the Aces and the Liberties mm-hmm. in the championship, Who who's is? got the best chance of upsetting that apple cart? Probably the Connecticut Sun. Um, which is the sun is sort of, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, uh, you know, in another sport, the sun has been the team that's been able to upset other teams and get to the finals, but they've never won a Chicago last year. Right. Um, so yeah, upset Chicago is defending champion last year and then, but still, you know, lost in the finals. That said, that's a team that has, um, really good players. They have a coach and Stephanie white, um, you know, who's won a, you know, won a championship before as, a, as an assistant coach. So I think they might have the best chance. Um, you know, Dallas is sort of an interesting team because they're so talented. Uh, it's just hard to see Dallas putting together a series against either of the top two teams to beat them because that's what it's going to come down to is, you know, trying to beat those teams in a series. Maybe somebody gets one game off either one of them, but I'm not sure anybody but the other one can beat um you know, either of those teams in a series. M.A., when you mentioned Stephanie White at Connecticut, there would be a lot of people in this area that would be shocked that she is coaching a successful team. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, absolutely, because uh, that, that was not the case, uh, obviously, at Vanderbilt. I, you know, I've thought about this because um, I've known, I, as I know you guys have. I mean, I've literally known Steph since she was in, in high school. And she knows basketball backward and forward. She's been a champion. You know, she won an NCAA championship. I just, for whatever reason, that wasn't a great fit for her. Uh, I almost feel like the pro game is a better fit for Steph than, than the college game. At least it has been so far. It just boggled my mind watching that train wreck here in Nashville. Uh, I, when they made that hire, I thought, here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't understand, and nobody can make me understand how that didn't work. Uh, recruiting, I think, is is such a big part of it. Uh, SEC being just well, I mean, you you know this, and you see it, you've seen it for so many years. It's such a tough conference, and I, it just didn't seem like they were ever able to. She was ever able to get a real foothold in in what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I again, there's just, and we've we've seen this sort of happen over. In the time the WNBA has been in existence, some coaches, it turns out, just like in the men's game, are better pro coaches than college coaches. They 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 relate well to the pro athlete. I think they, the pro system works really well with how they coach, and, and that has seemed to be the case with, with Steph. Certainly going to, to, to be difficult for anyone to, to upset that apple cart, Mo, like you said. But, you know, it, it – we all kind of talked about this from the beginning of the year. New York, Las Vegas, kind of on this crash course to the finals. Obviously, you know, I think it would be a lot more entertaining if Candace Parker were able to find her way back into the fold. But obviously, you know, at, at, at her age, as a professional athlete coming off of a foot injury, you just never kind of know what, what to expect. So, I feel like this is this is an interesting year for the WNBA because here's the thing. That finals could be similar to the hype that we saw from the final four, I, I think. 
I mean, it, it really does have the star power, and that's kind of what the WNBA needs right now. Yeah, I agree. You know, when you, when you look back at what's been the best finals in terms of trying to get some of that mainstream coverage, you know, or, or mainstream people maybe don't follow the league that want to at least tune in for a championship. When we had the L.A.-Minnesota uh, rivalry in the 2016 and 2017 finals, both those matchups went five games. Obviously, Candace Parker was a big part of that, um, was, was, you know, part of the uh, L.A. winning the championship in 2016. You had Maya Moore when she was still in the league. You had Neko Gumwake, um, Lindsey Whalen, Simone Augustus. So you had that star power. And you're right. That's what people want to see. And I'll add this. I'm not an East Coaster, but I'm realistic. New York being in any kind of finals is always a good thing from a media standpoint. And again, the fact that uh, it's been a long time since New York's won the professional basketball championship, the Liberty have never done it. So if you do have the Liberty in Vegas, that has all the stars aligned in terms of um, the star power, the interesting storylines and and the media coverage, I think. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to this playoff. And obviously, you know, the rest of the regular season is still still important. So, I mean, and, and I'm not sure that, you know, folks in middle Tennessee are talking much about WNBA very, you know, very much these days, but you know, you, you get those, you get Candace and, and you get some folks with some ties into the, into the finals. And we'll start talking about it a little bit more outside of this show, which we talk about it a lot more than anybody else, but that's oh, yeah. neither here nor there. We're trying to get, you know, we want everybody here at Main Street Sports today, and we appreciate you, M.A., for joining us and telling us a little bit about what's going on in the WNBA and keeping us abreast on those storylines and updates, and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Good luck to your Braves. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We'll take it. We'll absolutely take it. And, and, and to your Cardinals. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, let's Man. take a break and talk about those Braves. It's baseball chatter, Braves chatter right after this on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barnes. We'll be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. 
Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years. I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. Ten years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills. Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation, report of finding, for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. August 29th, 2010, Brian McCann's two-out double became, thanks to video review, a walk-off home run as the Braves edge visiting Florida 7-6. McCann's drive bounced off the top of the right field wall, struck a banner beyond the wall, and came back onto the field. An 86-second review showed that to be the case, marking the first time in MLB history that review resulted in a walk-off home run. That was this day in Braves history. He'll take that. He just stopped for a little break at second base. Unfortunately, I was I was kind of I think I was watching that game actually. Shocking enough, but um, you know the spontaneity gets stopped for yeah. the review, and it's tough to get that back. You know, the celebration and that kind of thing. I mean, he still got the water cooler, and he still got drenched and everything, but it just wasn't quite the same with the review in there, but you'd rather get it right. Yeah. I, well, it's, it's funny because, you know, I can, and, and they obviously, I don't think they did this back then. They may, you know, but with the talking mm-hmm. portion, you know, if you, you can just imagine the, the umpire saying after review, it is r- ruled a home run and then run off. Yeah. You, then you gotta, you go, you gotta, uh, of course the one problem is you gotta wait till they get to home plate. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, you got to make sure <laughs> you, you touch. You can't go, can't go maul them at second base. You got to. Yeah, so so Brian's got to let him score. Brian's yeah. got to try it, and then you get to home plate. It's just a lot that kind of takes the air. Yeah, that as Jeff Francoeur calls it, the fastest two minutes in baseball. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> man, man, they they were harsh with each other. Those oh. guys. It's fun. I, it, it cracks me up. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love that they can be. And it's, you know, it's, it, it's like, it's like you get a little piece of what the clubhouse was probably like. I don't know. I'm, I'm, you don't get Valley. Right, yeah. So you didn't get to see the players only no. last Wednesday night. McCann was in the booth for a couple of innings. Oh. So it was a five man booth. Jeez. And couldn't do that at first horizon. We've tried. You could barely do a two-man booth at oh. First Horizon. Yeah, the press box wasn't designed with the press in mind at First Horizon, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, man, it's so funny. But, yeah, you know, it, I will I will take walk-off home runs on video review, spontaneity, celebration or not. That's all I'm saying. You know what else I'll take? 14-4 to four wins. I'll take... Ten run wins, yeah, uh, and all the time. Kind of expected. You kind of expected it, but again, this game was five four after six. Sure, but then you got into that Colorado bullpen, hmm. and the Braves have their best reliever on the year on on its team. <laughs> yeah, he got yeah. the pitch. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, Brad Hand did get the uh, the appearance last night. Yeah, he got the final out, I do believe. So, yeah. It was, you know, offensively, again, who knows how long it took him to wake up. But I think – I think Ronald Acuna Jr. must be on Twitter. I think all the Braves are on Twitter. And and he must have seen all of the Mookie Betts talk. And, you know, I had this conversation with Jody last night. I don't want to root against former Overton multi-sport standout Mookie Betts in the MVP race. But I've been a Braves fan way longer than I've known Mookie. Well, yeah, but it's almost one of those – Either way, I'll take it kind of things. Basically, that's where I'm at. But I just, I hate, and we see this all the time. We see this in college football where a guy goes through the previous season doing everything to prove he's the number one draft pick in the next year's NFL draft. And then you see everybody shoot holes in that guy. That's kind of the dynamic here with Ronald Acuna Jr. All year. He has been, you know, the leader in the clubhouse in terms of National League MVP. And, you know, Luis Arias we heard about, and Freddie Freeman we heard about, and Matt Olson we heard about, and and now Mookie Betts is kind of the the, dude the flavor of the month. Uh, literally, he had 700 this month. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it, but, I mean, Acuna hasn't hit 700 in any month, but he's hitting, what, 340 for the year, and he's got 
he's about to go 30-60 with his next home run, and and who knows where that ends up with the entire month of September to go. Man, if he could just if he could get to forty on the home runs, that would just be. And seventy. Yeah. Well, even with sixty, but I think well, I mean, he's going to get seventy. Yeah, he's going to steal ten more bases. I don't know if he's going to hit eleven more homers. But I mean, I mean, you remember the forty forty chase a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. And but I I love that now you know stolen bases don't matter. Right, because the base paths are shorter and the bases are bigger, and yeah. That, but By that, a couple that's, of inches. That's, and... But that's my entire point. Every argument is to discredit what Ronald Acuna Jr. has done over the course of the season. And I don't understand the anti-Acuna, anti-Braves sentiment throughout baseball. It's It's a little insane. I mean, if... If the, if the two names were reversed, it would be a runaway for Mookie Betts. They would be saying he's only been good for a month. Now, again, and we, we had this discussion last week about Mookie and his versatility defensively. You know, I don't think he's been good for a month. I think he's been great for a month. Yeah. I think he's been good all year. I think he's been pretty much vintage Mookie Betts. Yeah. I, it's almost kind of what you expect out of it. But, and I don't know that he should necessarily be punished or penalized for that, but what Acuna's done two years out, basically from that knee, I think has to be considered as well. Because, you know, you had people last year telling you, well, he's never going to be back. He's never going to be what he was. Uh, he, You're right. He's not. He, he's stolen twice as many bases as he ever did in his... Yeah, as he's ever stolen. Okay. You mentioned a lot has been made of the versatility and utility of Mookie Betts. Hmm? I don't know that Ronald Acuna Jr. couldn't play shortstop or second base. <laughs> but we don't have to know because the Braves have all-stars at those positions. <laughs> so I don't know what you want him to do. <laughs> Should Snicker just play him at third base just to show? Just just to show you he can do it. I, I mean, is that what we're doing here? Like, I, yeah, we have luck. all-stars. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have an infield full of all-stars. We don't have to put our outfielders in the infield. I, what do you want me to do about it? That's not, that, that's, you shouldn't penalize Ronald Acuna Jr. for that. You right. can't do that. <laughs> so anyway. That's I, a great point. I, I think there's, there's, there's a lot that can be argued here. And that's why I think it's, I mean, it, it is a neck-and-neck neck race. Mookie is now the betting favorite at minus 115. But, but Acuna is just at 110, plus 110. So, I mean, and. Freddie's at plus 100. So it's a two-man race at this point. And here, this, this is the bottom line. It's all going to come down to September. Well, and, and, and these four games starting Thursday could make a big difference. Yeah. Last night, though, again, after all of the talk on Twitter and elsewhere, Acuna four for five with a double, a home run is 29th, 
four runs scored, five ribs, and two steals, giving him his 60th and his 61st of the season. And the only player to do that is since 1913, I think, is yeah. what I saw. Is who? Oh, he's the only player to do that since 1913? Yeah. What, four for five with four runs, five ribs, and two steals? Yeah. And a double and a home run? Well, without the double and the home run, it's yes. just the other stuff. Since 1930. In 110 years. Yes. Only one player has done that. And it's him. That, <laughs> he is him. But it doesn't, it, that's the thing, it doesn't matter that he's doing all these things that nobody's ever done because, mm. because Mookie hits a lot of doubles. Mm. I don't know. It just. It's, I, I I just. I really don't want to go anti Mookie. No, I'm just saying. Like you're telling me that all this stuff doesn't matter. That's that's what's what? irritating about it. How how can you tell me it doesn't matter? I, what stolen bases don't matter. Never mind that he stole third against the Giants. They threw it into left field and he scored what turned out to be the winning run, wasn't it? Well, and last night he doesn't score. On, if he doesn't, if he doesn't steal that base to second, he doesn't score on the base hit from uh, Olsen. So I mean, yeah, stolen bases matter. Absolutely. <laughs> so, anyway, it's, it's a little ridiculous, but people clearly love him in, in Colorado. People clearly love him in At Colorado. At least three guys do. A lot of MVP champs, in addition to the. Reception he got out in right field in the bottom what bottom of the eighth. I, I have no idea what what inning it was in, but he he was some some headline saying accosted. I thought he was more embraced, literally. Well, do you have that video, Justin? It's in your DMs. You slid into him. I did. I slid into his DMs <laughs> and, and and sent him a video, but you know it's it's certainly you know playable on the air. So I guess. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, if if you've got it, we'd love to see it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, one second. One so second. anyway, embraced in right field by. But you know, if you know that they're coming to embrace you, it's different from them coming and you not knowing what their intent mindset is. Yeah. So. Especially given the fact that in Chicago they just had a lady who apparently smuggled a gun in her belly fat into Wrigley? No, into oh. guaranteed rate field where they had the shooting the other day. Oh. So, goodness. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Justin's got that video. Let's let's see it. This is this is wild. Acuña's like, "Okay, okay, okay. What do I do? What do I do? Calm, calm me down. Calm me down." Uh and boom! Nice. Well done. Great job by security there. Too. A, a little delayed, but. Well, I mean. Oh! oh interception. Yeah. <laughs> with the elbow. <laughs> Look. The people's elbow. Looked like you come across there with a dusty road. <laughs> the American dream. Goodness <laughs> and here come the Braves players to Ronnie's aid. And. and if someone on Twitter pointed out the delay before his teammates got there and trying to, again, create distractions, it's like they don't even like him. They were probably stunned. Yeah. I trying to figure out what in the world, what, 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 what is going what's on? What's happening here? right yeah. now? Yeah. And look at him. He's so excited. He's like, wait, wait. 
this, you know what this reminds me of? The guy in the white hat. This reminds me of trying to take Charlie to take a nap. And she's saying, my iPad, my iPad, my colors. Oh, or whatever she her wants. Paints. Her paints or whatever she wants. She said, no, no, wait. <laughs> That's what it reminds me. Not yet. Can't go, to, can't go nap yet. Uh, but yes. Don't miss those days, by the way. Well, well done by, by Ronnie and, and the, the Colorado crew, but I thought that was pretty interesting. It's very interesting. And <laughs> so let's see. Do the Braves have a lineup for tonight yet? I haven't. Hmm. I haven't seen one come across my, my feed, but also, nope, doesn't look like it. Still no lineup. Still no lineup, but, man, what a. Can tell you it's a right-hander on the mound for the Rockies which should dictate Eddie Rosario in left. Peter Lambert, three and four with a four nine two ERA and a one three three whip. Sixty-two strikeouts and seventy-one and a third. Which going against Charlie Morton tonight. Mm-hmm. Thirteen and ten, three three seven. 13, 23 decisions, folks. 23 decisions. In 25 starts. That's insane. That, that's, that's, that's wild. At, at 39 years old. That's a heck of a ratio, actually. Bray starter tomorrow has not been announced. Kyle Freeland left it going for the Rockies. 5-13 and 13 with a 5-even ERA. Braves got a great shot at sweeping this series. They should sweep this series. Uh, Charlie's not giving up a run in his last three starts. I don't know that that stays tonight, considering it is Colorado. Colorado, but well, they got that out of the way early last night. I think Ryan McMahon hit a solo off Elder in the first. To, after the Braves did not score in the first, which is. <laughs> Almost. Got him to the point that it's pretty rare Yeah, when they don't. <clears throat> no question there. So, anyway, it's going to be a good one. We'll be back tomorrow to talk a little more Braves, but we'll take a break right now as Chip Walters is back, standing by. Talk a little Blue Raiders, Roll Tide, Italy, who knows, right after this on Main Street Sports Today. Let your child play like the pros this fall season and join Titans Flag Football in their NFL Flag Football League. Titans Flag Football is no contact, easy to learn, convenient with teams meeting once per week for practices and games on Sundays. And we cannot forget, it's ridiculously fun. Teams are co-ed with ages from pre-K through 8th grade in select locations across Middle Tennessee. 
Visit TitansFlagFootball.com and sign up before registration closes on September 4th. Let's play together and win together this fall season with Titans Flag Football. Y'all, I'm serious right now. They have a dragon here. I saw it. What? No, they don't. There's no such thing as dragons. I swear, I saw it. It had huge claws. Get out of here. It had eyes as big as the moon. Come on, I'll show you. Wait up. See that? We're almost there. Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon. Tired of hanging lights every year? We get it. That's why Southern Nights is here to help. We install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful, customizable lighting all year round. No more ladders, tangled lights, or cold nights outside. We do the work. You do the celebrating. Call Southern Nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever. For a free quote, give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our Facebook page at Southern Nights. There is nothing better than drinking an ice-cold beverage while taking in a Nashville Sounds baseball game. Hi, I'm Stephanie Miller with Mornings on Main Street. The Nashville Sounds and Main Street Media Television have teamed up to promote Sunday Family Fun Day here at First Horizon Park each Sunday home game. Just go to your favorite Main Street Media website and click on Sounds Main Street Media Day banner to register to win free tickets. And then we'll see you here at the ballpark. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint Chris Yell and Mo Patton. Getting you ready for a weekend of college football coming up and what will start today and talk a little bit about MTSU as they open their season in T Town, Tuscaloosa. Should be a lot of fun. And to talk about it, we've got Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders, to join us. What's up, Chip? Buongiorno. <laughs> yeah. Just going to speak in, in Italian the whole time. How much more? How much more you got? I got two more words. You'll you'll hear them as we go along. So Spaghetti? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. And, and calamari. That's all I got. Chip, um, we talked briefly earlier in the show. Obviously, MTSU goes down to Tuscaloosa taking on the highly touted, highly ranked Crimson Tide. What, number four in the preseason? Is that right? Coaches polled their number three, AP number four. Okay. Well, we go by AP around here. So, um, <laughs> coaches don't. E e even though we don't subscribe. But at any rate, um, how much problem are you having with your prep? from not having an <laughs> Alabama depth chart? Uh, good question. Uh, good question. Um, I, I will preface it by saying that in this is my 15th year in the play-by-play -play chair, uh, only twice have we not gotten a, a, a two deep uh, uh, at all prior to the game. The only other time was at Michigan. And, uh, and when, uh, Jim Harbaugh, he, they never put out one. So what you, at, at that point, what you do is you rely on your relationships with your, uh, opposing play by play announcer. And, uh, Eli gold is a guy that I've known for a while. And, and so, uh, I think we're going to be able to get some idea 
uh, although there will be, and I'm sure at quarterback, it'll be whoever trots out there for the first series, but it does put a, 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 a crimp in, and I didn't really buy Coach Saban's well, that it puts undue pressure on his players. I mean, has it every other week that he's ever coached there, uh, has it not been undue pressure then? To me, it seems like, you know, and I don't, I really don't think it has anything to do with middle because he and Stock have a really good relationship. I think it's more of anything just trying to make Texas work a little harder next week to try to figure out what's what. But, you know, by midnight Saturday night, they're going to have the film of it, of it anyway. So I, I, I'm not sure what, uh, what, what his motive was here. That's, yeah, that's an interesting thought, Chip, is, you know, create a little bit more work, a little bit more havoc maybe for Texas, which is shaping up as a pretty big game, and it's not about MTSU. That does make a little bit more sense. But like you said, just trying to understand what exactly the rationale is. I mean, what what is it ultimately that you're trying to hide? I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but you know, a lot of times that that's why coaches will put in a, uh, will put in, a, will run a double reverse in game two of the season, just so every other, everybody else has to spend time, you know, showing that and how to defend it and what to look for, which takes away time from the Some bread else. and butter of, of what, uh, of what you do anyway. So I, I don't know. You know, it's, you know, we're, we're not allowed to question, so you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, I, and, and again, it's not about MTSU necessarily, and I'm not sure really in the grand scheme of things if it would matter, but you almost wish Stock hadn't put one out. Well, and, and yeah, and I think there's, I, I know what you're saying, but, you know, I'd rather I'd rather play the high road, you know, and oh. and and uh, do it the way you're supposed to do it. I asked one of the things kind of similar to this. I asked Stock about on his radio show the other night, uh, last night, was you know Brian Kelly came out a couple of weeks ago and wanted uh, he you know floated the idea that colleges uh, he, he'd like to see them go to a NFL style. Uh, uh, injury report, uh, with, especially with all of the, the, uh, you know, the gambling apps that are mm-hmm. out there and all that. And Stock's immediate reaction was that he would rather protect the kids' privacy. Although what Kelly is saying to do uh, is his idea is he thinks that by putting it out there, it protects the kids from unscrupulous people trying to reach out to them to find out, okay, how, how are you? You know, all this kind of stuff, just go ahead and put it on a, on, on a, you know, we, you know, it'd be filled with lower body injuries. So, uh, uh, but I, I don't know where that's going to go, but, and, and it all kind of leads back. I'm not sure what, what the, what the motivation was, but, uh, you know, anyway, it's, it, it's just part of what you do and it makes it really tough uh, being the first, it makes it tough on me, uh, being the first week of the season, which it was with Michigan uh, a few years ago. But I 
will give credit to uh, the gentleman who's done who does their games. I, he and I got on the phone and and basically he told me what he thought it was going to be and and it was it was right on. So uh, I, I think I think we'll be in good shape to have to be able to get some charts put together. Well, good. I mean, I know you didn't work on it any while you were in Italy, and so you're kind of working uphill at this point. So I, I don't want things to be any tougher for you than than necessary. So. Hey, as long as I've got my <laughs> man Wayne Gross there uh, spotting, uh, we'll be in good shape. <laughs> as long as as long as somebody else can can read the roster and the names <laughs> and the number on the jersey, I'll be all right. <laughs> Yep. It doesn't really matter. You know, you, you still got to look at the roster sometimes. Surround yourself by good people. You That's go. correct. Yep. You know, and we're, we, we were really concerned about your food choices out in Italy, but I, I, I'm maybe more concerned about where he's going to take the crew out in Tuscaloosa. Well, but we, they may, you may not go. I mean, what are y'all driving down Saturday morning? No, we're we're gonna drive down Friday afternoon. Okay. So yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking Archibald's. I think that's a good call. So either that or De Palma's, one of the two. Ooh. That would be that would be a different one. And uh, but 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 yeah. Haven't you had enough Italian? Yeah, <laughs> there's that. Uh, it and, is that. And, and can you and can you eat there and Yeah, the, can you eat Alabama Italian after eating Italian Italy Italian? Yeah. And that's Italy. true. <laughs> that's true. Uh and uh, but you know, I, I, whatever whatever works, we we just have a good time on Friday night. But but uh, I'm I'm kind of leaning toward. You know, everybody tries to go to Dreamland. We I've done Dreamland a bunch, but I've never been to Archibalds, and I hear good things about that. Chris so, will tell you that Archibalds is better. It is. Yeah. So um, it's in North in Northport, right? Yes, just across the bridge, the Lurleen B. Wallace Bridge. Gotcha. That that may be that may be the uh, that may be the pick. I would really like to stow away on one of these trips. Unfortunately, my Friday nights are pretty well yeah. spoken for, but um, I, I'd, I'd really like to to hang out. What do, what do you do on game day? How does how does how does that work? Because I mean, you get it's a six o'clock kickoff, right? It is. It is. Uh, so how does Saturday work for you? Well, I mean, one thing it's helpful this week in that you know it has been a bit of a short week for me. But um, but it, it allows me to spend a little extra time. But it it'll be uh, get up, uh, find some breakfast. Which uh, uh, we've got a couple of picks there. The hotel does breakfast too. So the team I'm staying we're staying different from the team this time, which is a little bit different. Um, they're going to stay in Birmingham. We're staying in Tuscaloosa. Um, then you know by the time you get done with that, it's almost probably 11 and, you know, get cleaned up and get checked out of the hotel, go get over to the stadium. And you're probably over there by one o'clock and you allows JP plenty of time to get set up. Uh, it's Joe's first road trip with us. He wants to see everything. Uh, the alumni association has a tailgate party going on and I want to try to get over there to that for a little bit. And before you know it, it's, three o'clock three thirty and and uh and and we go on the air at five and and i want to have time to to talk to eli and some of the other folks in the alabama media contingent that uh we get to see every now and then so looking forward to that and and uh and and 
see some of the guys that I've done interviews with already this week. Uh, I think I've had six uh, different outlets from from down there uh, have me on their schedule to talk to this week. Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders, joining us here on. Have you got your pencil real quick? I do. Metro Diner breakfast. Trust me. Oh yeah, is that is, is it the same as the Metro world? Diner in, in Murfreesboro? Uh, it may be. I don't know. Yeah, it probably is, which is it's very good. Delicious. Is that yeah. if you're coming away from campus, coming back toward the interstate, is it in the strip mall yes. on the on the right? Yep. Jody and I hit that on our way down to Gulfport. Yeah, yeah that's I, a I good think call. I think I think that I think we have one of those in Murfreesboro. It's a it's a it's a, a chain, but it okay. is outstanding. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's my favorite place to eat. That's good breakfast there. Um, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> Chip Walters, the voice <laughs> of the Blue Raiders, joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chip, um, yeah. in your 15 years in the play-by-play chair. You've had a good amount of play by uh, of color analysts, mm-hmm. and most all of them have come up through MTSU football from Kelly Holcomb right. to West Counts to Jeff Murphy, um, Dennis. Yes. Yes. What's it going to be like working with a guy who's a relative outsider and not just an outsider, but a, a former topper. No, he, 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 uh, he did, he didn't play at Western. He played at Samford and then, and then he transferred to middle and finished his degree at middle. Just, he didn't play some Western ties there. So he has some, he's got some Eastern, Eastern ties with, 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 um, with coach Wells. And which by the way, today is the one year anniversary of, Coach Wells' heart attack that mm. almost took him away from us. But, yeah. uh, but to answer your question, uh, you know, Joe's got a, a he's got a lot of football experience. But what's going to be different is for the first time ever, it I will be working with another person who is a bro, who is a broadcaster by trade, and uh, which will be which will be different. I think his point of view will be will be a little different. The, uh, the the quarterbacks that I've worked with uh, have all, you know, have that quarterback vision of where they can talk about, you know, they can describe to you each of the four routes that were run and, and who who was who was open, who wasn't, all that kind of stuff. I think it'll be potentially a little less technical. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think every, every one of those guys has brought a different skill set of, of their own. And I think Joe's no different. Uh, I think we know that there's going to be some entertainment value, uh, with, 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 uh, Joe in the booth and, uh, and, and we get along great and, and it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. I, I, you know, we will set each other up. And as he and I talked, when we first talked about, it, I said, goal number one is to, be accurate with what we do. And the and goal number two is if we have the opportunity to make it uh, entertaining for the listener uh, while being accurate, uh, that, that would be goal number two. So that, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of where we are. He's uh, he is super fired up and I'm equally as excited to, to have him on. Inform and entertain. There you go. Exactly. In that, In order. that order. 
In the- exactly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Chip, obviously, football is the thing this week. What else is going on over on campus? Though? Oh, my gosh. Uh, we, we, coming up, something to kind of keep on the radar is uh, the upcoming um, – But, but tickets are available now for the uh, match against Vanderbilt at Geotis Park. So you can find uh, their links out there on social media for that. Uh, King, see, today is the 29th. Uh, we've, we had uh, women's soccer and volleyball over the weekend. Hey, real uh, quick, but, since you're talking about women's soccer, we need a pronunciation. <laughs> Eleanor. Eleanor. Uh, Guff, Gue, Goff. Uh oh. I'm going to stumped him. G O U G H. Hang on here. Oh, hang on. Listen, uh, listen here. Ellie Goff. 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 Okay. Goff. Yeah, on the GoBlueRaiders.com website, if you go to the soccer roster, right by the name, there's an ear, and it is that person pronouncing their own name. Oh, well, you can't hide money. We could have done you know? that, but, and it would have come through. That's right. I mean, I don't, <laughs> know, if you can, I don't know if you can hear me right now, but. No, that, that's, it would have come through. So that we were just making sure because. Ellie, Ellie Goff is how Ellie she says it. Oh, so Ellie Goff. Ellie, Ellie, not Ellie. Eleanor. Ellie. Yeah. Okay. Well, Milton she was, Keynes, England. Yeah. TSWA Women's Soccer Player of the Week. And we were trying to figure out how to pronounce her name earlier. Ellie Goff. Gotcha. Okay. Now we know. And is it Laura or Laura, the Jansen young lady who won it for volleyball? How does she pronounce her first name? Uh, well, again, we <laughs> go, go to, to our technology. Uh, uh, well, oh, they've not they've not put much. those up there. I think it's Laurie. Okay. I okay. think I think it's Laurie. Okay. All right. That, she that is works. from the Netherlands, so mm-hmm. yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, y'all going all international over there. <laughs> like it. International superstars there you go. at middle. Now, you were saying, sorry, women's soccer was, was last week that, that was important. Yeah, that, that was that that was going on and uh they the, the women's soccer team split. They went to uh, uh Loyola of Maryland and uh and Howard and uh so they split that trip. Women's volleyball split down at the uh, Clemson tournament coming up to on Thursday soccer will face Lipscomb at seven o'clock at the Dean Hayes track and soccer complex women's volleyball on the road at Iowa this weekend for uh, for an event there Uh, women's golf is at the South Alabama intercollegiate track and field cross country it'll be cross country uh, at the Memphis Twilight Classic Actually, women's volleyball, they're not in a tournament. It shows here at Friday at Iowa. Well, it may be a tournament. They play Iowa Friday. The Jackrabbits, those pesky Jackrabbits of South South Dakota State on Saturday. And, of course, uh, there is a football game on Saturday night. Fryfest Invitational. There you go. Whatever the Fryfest is. Is that that named after Hayden Fry? That's the only thing I can guess. And now they're not playing this in the in in the 
football stadium like Nebraska is, are they? Because Nebraska's playing volleyball in a football in there with ninety thousand people. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. We should have asked Ma about that because she wrote that story or he wrote that story. Well, when when we were in Italy, the one channel I got on the TV in my hotel room uh, in Rome one night was was a women's volleyball match in an outdoor stadium uh, that looked like it had. I mean, it had the the regular indoor floor. It wasn't it wasn't sand volleyball, but but it it looked like it had about twenty thousand people there, and it was Italy against some other country, Bosnia Herzegovina or something like that. Chip, we cannot let you go without asking you about food. What was the best thing you had over there? Uh, best thing, best uh, best. Uh, there were two meals. One we. We had a meal, a pregame meal, uh, at a farmhouse slash winery outside of Bologna that had uh, that included pork ribs, uh, white meat lasagna were to the two main courses. There was mashed potatoes, uh, roasted eggplant, and leeks uh, cooked with raisins and walnuts which was fantastic uh that was that was a great meal and then the final night there in milan went to a restaurant and had uh poached sea bass uh that was sourced from the laguarno sea nearby uh that was cooked with olives and uh, pine nuts with uh, apple pie and ice cream for dessert but uh so that was another terrific meal but the also the staple, uh, as often as we could get it, was outstanding gelato. Of course, we we saw pictures, I think, of the poached sea bass, and my thought was, even as I was as it was pointed out to me that Italy is a peninsula, I never really think of seafood when I think Italy. Yeah, so. seafood is a huge staple in. Uh, in the Italian diet and, uh, and, and, and in Italian restaurants that are true Italian, but, uh, in, in, in the, the Laguarno sea is near, uh, Livorno, which is the major port in central and Northern Italy. And, uh, that's where we played our first game was in Livorno and we were, I don't know, a couple of miles from the coast, but, uh, but it was, it was very well prepared. And uh, it was just as tender as it could be, just very tasty. Well, we're glad you had a good time. I'm glad you were able to do that. I mean, that's that's a once-in-a-lifetime type deal, I would think. So um, great that did, you were able to tag along for that. There's a there's a ten minute about a ten minute video that's up, and uh, uh, you can it's I think it's on my uh, my Facebook page. I sat down with Nick McDevitt yesterday just to kind of, while it was still fresh, do a little quick recap of what, what he thought that, uh, you know, what it did for his team, that kind of thing. And he's actually going to be on my radio show in the morning. He and, and one of the players, they're going to come on and, um, and talk about the trip and, and, uh, in a little more extended format and get some of their, you know, things they like the best, but we, we actually, I mean, we saw a ton of stuff. Uh, no way as a, an individual person could I have ever 
seen as much as we saw as a group because we had we were fortunate to have specified times to get into some of the bigger uh, things like the Colosseum, the Vatican, uh, the gallery, uh, academia where the statue of David is, uh, things like that, that there were some people who were waiting all day to get in, not even knowing for sure they would get in to see it that day. But we, we, we put a lot in and, and, and I think everybody who went on the trip will got a lot out of it for sure. Well, we're glad that you got a chance to go. We're glad that we got a report when you got back, and we'll be even more glad to hear how your trip to Alabama went on this Saturday. Hopefully, it would be really cool if you'd come back with a win. That's all I'm saying. That, that would be nice. Is is the Has the rocket been torn down at the state line? No. It's still there? Yes. Okay. Is the Is the rest area open or closed? There is no rest area. There's oh. there's nothing. It, it, it's just a drive-by now. It's just yes. And 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 you know, <laughs> eight more miles down the road and go stop at Bucky's, right? There, you, there go. you go. You can stop at Bucky's, or you could you know just take the scenic route down 43 and take it all the way. Well, you know that's, the that's, that's probably not going to happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> take, take the take the long way around, Chip. Enjoy your time. I understand I, that, but I no. Get, get I places to go and people people to see. So I don't I don't blame you at all. No. <laughs> well, again, we appreciate it. We will talk with you next week and enjoy Tuscaloosa. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Chip. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back. Rapid Fire Reaction Part Due on Main Street Sports Day. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn & Joint. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Barn & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. 
Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville Sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, on this beautiful Tuesday. Such a nice day. So, looking forward to more nice days this week. It's supposed to be in the mid-80s all week long until Saturday, but at least Friday night should be a solid night. So, some news out of, of course, you know, the 53-man roster cuts are taking place today. First, um, just kind of go down this list. This is from musiccitymiracles.com uh, as <clears throat> they're posting just tweets from, from the uh, – Armani Marsh, a defensive back, has – has been released a former walk on at Washington state, but won't, won't quite make the 53 man. Kyrus Jackson will make the roster and is likely to be the kick returner on opening day. Uh, obviously Kyle Phillips is out. So that would make sense. Uh, but I think the big news in the AFC South has nothing to do with the Titans, although they did, <laughs> according to Ian Rappaport, they did trade for uh, for former Patriots kicker Nick Folk. Do we know what we got? What, what was given up for him? No, just that there was a trade and it was to the Titans. So that's what we know right now. But I'm just throwing this out there. Mm-hmm. The Patriots waived Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham. What are they going to do for a backup quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I, 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 I smell what you're cooking over there, Rock. Um, I, you you telling me that I'm telling you I don't is, know I'm just saying this some, is this is fodder here. Um, I, I I can't imagine the idea that Malik Willis is a better option than Bailey Zappi. No, I, if we got ba- Bailey Zappi in a trade for Nick Folk and 
uh, Bailey Zappi for, for Malik Willis, I, I would take it. Yeah. <laughs> In a heartbeat. Yeah, so I, I can't see that being the play for the Patriots. No, it doesn't uh, make sense. Yeah, so. I, I mean, but I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't care. I guess, I guess, uh, <laughs> I, I guess Will Greer is available. <laughs> so there's there you that. go. I don't know. But also, Indianapolis did not find a fair value offer for Jonathan Taylor and is not trading the all pro running back, but he did stay on the PUP list, which means he will miss the first four games of the year. And fantasy football owners everywhere collectively <laughs> gasp. Luckily, my draft isn't until Sunday, and I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Although, apparently, we have a guy in our league who drafted uh, – who was the running back that was out all year last year? Uh, that was a running back. He got hurt in preseason and was out for the year, and dude drafted him. Oh, there yeah. you go. So, anyway, <laughs> I guess he's probably high on his list at this point. But, yeah, no trade for Jonathan Taylor, which I feel like is really interesting. I mean, is that just more of how that position has been devalued, or is that more of the Colts being the Colts? It's the Colts being the Colts. I mean, they're, they're – I don't think they were ever going to trade him. I think they told him they would to appease him, maybe. Well, I mean, you might as well get something for him, though, hadn't you? Maybe. There is a second deadline, October 31st, so I guess we could see that. Mike Herndon has a list of the Titans 53-man. Ryan Tannehill, Malik Willis, Will Levis. Derrick Henry, Ty Spears, Julius Chestnut, DeAndre Hopkins, Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, Chris Moore, Noah Westbrook, Akine, Colton Dow, and Karis Jackson. Only, no Racy McMath. No, no, he was released yesterday. That's right. Uh, okay. Tight ends, only three. A lot of folks are thinking maybe five. They got us. They five got down to three. Yeah, they were. Chica Conquo, the kid that just got drafted, and who? Trevon Wesco, Trayvon Wesco, and Joshua. Uh, ten offensive linemen, whatever that means. <laughs> Andre Diller. Throw Peter, numbers at it, you yeah, know. <laughs> Andre Diller, Peter Skronsky, Aaron Brewer, Daniel Brunskill, uh, Chris Hubbard, Dylan Radins, Corey Levin, Jalen Duncan, Xavier Newman, and Justin Murray. Only four defensive linemen, uh, but obviously, as long as Jeffrey Simmons and Tyre Tarter are available, we should be okay. Jaden Peavy, Naquan Jones. Outside linebackers, Harold Landry, Danico Autry, Arden Key, Rashad Weaver, and Caleb Murphy. Rashad Weaver. Okay. Inside linebackers, Aziz Al-Shahar, uh, Jack Gibbons, Monty Rice, Luke Gifford, and Otis Reese. Cornerbacks, Christian Fulton, Sean Murphy Bunting, Roger McCreary, Trey Avery, and Anthony Kendall. Not on that list. Which, hold on, let me make sure. Okay. Again. PUP is Caleb Farley. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Safety, Kevin Byer, Damani Hooker, Elijah Molden, Mike Brown, and Matthew Jackson. Specialist, Nick Folk, Ryan Stonehouse, and Morgan Cox at long snapper. Suspended is Petit Freire, 
IR and on the exempt list is Hassan Haskins. And of course, you've got uh, Shaquille Brown. And on the PUP is Caleb Barley. So there you go. There you go. Seven wide receivers. Guess we've got depth. Yep. Hopkins, Burks, Phillips, Moore, Akine, uh, Westbrook, Akine, Dowell, and Jackson. Which Jackson is more of a return specialist than a receiver, I think. Um, Kyle Phillips is hurt for however long. So Hopkins, Burks, and Chris Moore, those are your three. I guess. Either Chris Moore or NWI, probably. So we'll see. See how it works. Uh, other things to talk about. Jim Harbaugh says that players should be involved in revenue sharing. I, I think it's easy for coaches to say that. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to say the SEC tournament shouldn't be in Hoover. <laughs> and I know that's it's, it's probably not the, the perfect analogy, but tell me how that works, Jim. <laughs> because I can tell you how it would work. It, it, you don't get paid $7 million. You get paid $1 million. And, you know... Maybe he shouldn't get paid $7 million. Now, I don't know how many coaches are going to agree with him <laughs> when that is okay. It's this or that. Very few. Yeah. I would imagine. Wait, wait. I want them to get paid. Money. I just don't want them to get my money. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's kind of, you know, I, I think Roy Johnson this year. Dabo Sweeney may be the most honest of them all because he knows where the money's got to come from. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, man, we don't need to pay these players. Start it out. <laughs> Lewis? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. So I, I don't know. I, the money's got to come from somewhere, and, and the best place for it to come from is out of the coaches. It's from the overpaid coaches. The yeah. overpaid coaches. That I mean, come on now. I mean – in all seriousness, how does what they do warrant what they get? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to say this, and I may get some heat. I may get some backlash, but I'm 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 going to tell you. Players obviously are an important factor. In, in in all sports. I mean, obviously you can't have sports without players. But you're, you're breaking ground with that one. But as a fan, I'm a fan of the name on the front, not the name on the back. And I don't care if Mo Patton's playing or if Justin Kulik's playing, because you know he's got a jersey in case they need him. <laughs> I'm going to the game because of the name on the front, mm-hmm. not the name on the back. So how much is it? How, mu- how, how much should coaches be paid for that? I don't know. 
but they are the constant. Players are the variable. And I think that matters to at least some degree. Do I think it matters to the degree of $7 million? No, I don't. But that's, that's the argument that I'm going to throw out there. That's the argument I'm going to make for that. And do I think players should get paid? Absolutely. I think, I think they should get a stipend of some amount of money. Don't go back and read the Chanticleer from 2006. You will hear me say something completely different. That was a fabricated argument in order to go in our mirror, mirror column where we both chose us out of an argument. Okay. <laughs> that was not necessarily my, my, my viewpoint. It just happened to be I had to argue that side. So this was a debate. It was a debate. It was called Mirror, Mirror. Chris Yao, Chris Lundy. And we were. So this was a debate exercise and it was not necessary. Yeah, it was just an exercise. It's nothing to do with anything else. But I do think that it matters. But I, I certainly think that players should get some sort of stipend. I don't mm -hmm. know what that stipend is. Anyway, I, I mean, not every coach gets paid seven million. Some coaches get paid five hundred thousand, like Bill Clark in twenty fourteen. So obviously, you can't. I mean, you're going to cut his pay. Can't cut it, certainly can't cut it $6 million because he doesn't have $6 million to cut. <laughs> maybe, maybe we just put all the FBS money into one pool, pay every coach $1 million each, and split the money among all the. <laughs> come on. That's almost as hilarious as whatever viewpoint you took in 2006. Maybe that's maybe it, 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 is that is that the is that the only way to make it work? I just don't. Maybe think, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think Nick Saban is, and Jeff Tedford are going to get paid the same amount, and Nick Saban be okay with it. I, I, look, I'm not saying it should happen. I'm saying that may be the only way to make this happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I mean, yeah. Or maybe, you know, maybe it's 2.5 million for power four conferences and, you know. <laughs> You've already made the adjustment. Seven, <laughs> 750 for, for, for G5, group of six. G6. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a lot that you could go. I'm just saying, like, if that's kind of where we're at, mm -hmm. maybe that's what we have to do. If, that, if you, want the, you want revenue sharing, that's how revenue sharing works. Everybody gets the same. In revenue share, hmm. including the coaches. including coaches. <laughs> Good. Who's going to administer that? Good for you, Brent Key at Georgia Tech. You just you just got a pay raise. <laughs> Congrats! You know? well, there you go. So I, yeah, who administers that? I don't know. I mean, clearly not the NCAA. Clearly not the NCAA. It'd have to be the college football playoff. It'd have to be yeah. the, the playoff would have to be the the, the head of that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm just saying it's <laughs> it's 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 interesting. I think you you, you got to look at everything. It's easy for coaches to say players should get paid. Is what I'm saying. That, the that's devil the point. is in the details. Yes, it's you know it's always there's more to the story. Not here's how to you know here is the rest of the story. That's that's <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> Hey. What's funny is I saw you say that yesterday. So yeah. No, yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. I mean, mm -hmm. that's that's kind of where I'm at. So in, in a lot of different places in, mm -hmm. in this job, Tom Luganville says Colorado may have the worst roster in the country. 
and Prime is big mad. <laughs> okay. What would you expect Prime to be? <laughs> Well, I mean, look at how else is Prime, how else can can Prime respond respond to that? No, I I don't disagree. I think it's it's great because, again, you know, Dion's going to be Dion. He just is. But but I I would like to think that if somebody said that MTSU had the worst roster in the country, that Rick Stockstill would be pissed off. I would like to think that if somebody said Florida International had the worst roster in the country, that Mike McIntyre would be pissed off. I mean, that's got to be the reaction that Tom Luganville expected when he said that. And if he expected anything else, he's deluded. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't know that he was expecting any kind of reaction. And, and well, I just, that, again, he's delusional. But he also may not be wrong. Based off of what we know about Colorado, and look, they've not played a game yet. He may be completely off base, but he may be right. He I may mean, be right. He may be wrong. I don't know. Uh, you know, but I think I, everybody in the country thought that UMass was the 133rd best team out of 133 FBS teams, and they no, went out and the, won a ball game. No, they're the 132nd. They're at least 132. They're at least 132. But um. I've not seen the article, so I don't know what Tommy Luganville is basing this on. No, it was just it, it was on uh, the the next round has some shows that okay. they've started, and he said it Monday morning on the show. Okay, did he explain it? He was. I mean, I get it. Context. Colorado was awful last. Year. Sure, there's there's context, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's he just said, look, they don't have any talent up front. Nobody, they, they, they didn't bring anybody in. They said they've got a great quarterback. They've got two cornerbacks who are probably going to play on Sundays. Mm-hmm. But can they protect Shadir Sanders? I don't know. No. And it's a, it's a fair statement. It's, it's a fair speculation on his part. And it's a fair reaction from, from Coach Deion Sanders. Absolutely. I, I don't think there's anybody mad about it. I mean, yeah. about Brown. <laughs> Other than Deion. No, I mean, I don't think anybody's mad at, at Dion for for being, mad. for being mad. I mean, yeah. there's no reason for him not to be. He should yeah. be. Exactly. Furman has new helmets with the diamond F on one side of their chrome domes. On the other side, and I thought I sent Justin a picture. I don't know if I did or not. Uh, that would be unfortunate if you did not. I sent it to, to Mo, so I guess I can always send it to Justin as well. But these new helmets may be the coolest helmets I think I've ever seen in college athletics. I've never understood the Diamond F, but you know, not for me to understand. I don't know what a Paladin is. I'm not 100% sure what a Paladin it is. Either. But the other and side I of the should. helmet is that says fu fu Furman university let's go and hashtag fu all the time so it's their initials yeah Furman university i mean it's you just call him bominicious <laughs> just all we're doing <laughs> we call him bominicious <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, uh, there, there's, there's some, some 
reaction there. Founded in 1826 and named after Baptist pastor Richard Furman, Furman University is the oldest private institution of higher learning in South Carolina. Because the pastor Furman, pastor Furman, ain't real happy about fu on the helmet. I I cannot think that Pastor Furman is (laughs) fired up about this. No no notable (laughs) alumnus, Amy Grant. Vince Gill's gonna write a song. Y'all watch out. That's that's interesting. It it is, in fact. Let's send that to Amy. Amy, how you feel about this? Kind of, question. of course, of course, for all we know, Amy might have one sitting up on the up on the hearth or whatever. Yeah, who you knows? Know. Before we get out of here, Matt Stafford can't relate to his teammates, Mo. He's old. He's we can old relate to quarterback. That. Yeah, he he. <laughs> you know, I'm old, but I can relate. <laughs> hello, uh, what is that? <laughs> hello, fellow, kids. Fellow, hello, fellow kids. Hello, fellow kids. Yeah. <laughs> This is Matt Stafford walking into the the locker room. Apparently, a quote from his wife on her podcast said Matt Stafford tells her that when he gets out of practice and meetings during training camp, and they all go to their uh, locker to the locker room, all of the young kids are straight, you know, get, get on their phones immediately. Nobody looks up from the phones, and and basically Stafford says, you know, am I their dad? Do I take their phone? Like, what do I do? And and, and you know, there there's Again, the generational gap, but you got to think. I mean, it, it is important to have that. If I'm going, if I'm going to be playing professional football with you, I, I need to have a bond, a connection with you. And it, it doesn't appear that they're able to put this bond together because the phones are out. So, well, well and here's the thing there's 52 of them. There's one of Matt Stafford, so he's going to have to figure it out. Yeah, uh, and 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 what how to do that is the real question here. How do, how do you figure it out? But I, you know, it is an interesting dilemma that he finds himself in, being you know nearly 40 years old and being a quarterback in this league for so long. They call him Sir, and he's like, "Hold up, <laughs> we." I'm no sir. I am. I'm not a I'm, coach. I'm, I'm a player. Yeah. Yeah. Just call me by. Just call me by my name. You don't have to call me, darling. Just call me by my name. You know. And and, and so I don't. I'm curious how that's going to affect the Rams. Stafford is 35. Okay. Well. That makes hey, sense. He, he's only 10 years older than Justin Bennett. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I, I, I'm curious how that's going to play out. God, Stafford's fixing to retire, and he's still only 10 years older than <laughs> That's wild. It, it, the, the Rams coming off that Super Bowl were, were struggled last year, and I don't know that it's going to be any better based off this. I don't know that it's going to be any better, and however much better it is, they're, just, they're still, as is everybody in the NFC West, chasing the 49ers. So yeah. I don't know that this helps that any. Not at all. Not but at they all. did get a Super Bowl championship out of they it. They got so. a Super Bowl. And really, is that all that matters? And I, yes. think, I think it is. I think that's all they wanted. In their home stadium. 
So yep. we'll take that. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick one minute break here and come back with Top Five Tuesday on the other side of it. Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joints. Back to the Lee Company Studio in just a second. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. She's on Thinking Out Loud, presented by Regions, and out of pocket with Alyssa Lang. It is, in fact, Alyssa, Alyssa Lang. I'm a little nervous. I'm going to lower the bar for guests now. Oh, no. I, like, apologies in advance. It sounds like... CC Commissioner Greg Sankey. Got that radio voice. I know. It's a good sound. I think it's radio, too. (laughs) As do we. (laughs) And then here's the other thing. You guys, you're spot on with the name. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. Everybody wants to be on Main Street. So, And we reach every Main Street in Middle Tennessee, Coach? That's it. So when you're on Main Street and you are moving... You gotta love it. Like you're moving... I was impressed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad someone... Thanks again to M.A. Vopel and Chip Walters for joining us on today's show. Always good to visit with old friends. and That's what we do here on every show. Looking forward to more old friends later this week, Mo. But right now, we're going to talk about sports documentaries. Again, BS High on Bishop, uh, documentary on Bishop Sycamore came out this weekend. It was really interesting. Swamp people or Swamp Kings? Swamp Kings. Swamp Kings came out. I think there is a Swamp People, but it's a... Yeah, it's a TV show. I think that... Isn't that one of the shows that Greg Sankey said he watches? That and Ice Road Truckers? Uh, Yeah. So... (laughs) I bet he watches Swamp Kings, too. Yeah. uh, And then Johnny Football released recently on the Untold series. So... Plenty of sports documentaries getting their getting getting watched right mm-hmm. now. So we're gonna draft our top five sports documentaries. So let's, let's do it. Take a little time and do so. Thanks to Mid South Five Fitness. Top Five Tuesdays brought to you by Mid South Five Fitness. Dallas Steel at Steel Athletes, S T E E L Athletes, and SteelAthletes.com. Let's go with uh, Google Random Number Generator. <laughs> we start with Justin Kulik, and you'll be number three. Mo, you're number one, and I'll be number two. I'm going with You Don't Know Bo. It's a good one. You Don't Know Bo is number one off the board. Number two, The Last Dance. That was... Took mine. Yeah, 491 minutes of of, of (laughs) Chicago Bulls, baby. J.K.? I'm going to go with um, Bad Boys 30 for 30 of the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons, that's a good one. That is a good one. 
I'm going to go with Kenny Chesney's The Color Orange. Um, my number two. <clears throat> that's um, not actually Kenny Chesney's, by the way. Yeah. It's Condridge Holloway. Yeah. But, yeah. I knew what you were. Okay. I, I just wanted to clarify for anybody who thought I didn't know what I was talking about. I'm going to go with Ken Burns baseball. Excellent choice. Four days in October. Hmm. 30 for 30 about the Red Sox beating the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Solid. I'm going to go with, at number three, the Michael Vick two-part documentary on that ESPN did. I'm, I'm sorry. That's, it, it was probably the most interesting. Entertaining, and and I caught it during COVID. That's when I watched. It. So like yeah. it was just you know enthralling because I could sit there and watch it mm-hmm. and not have to. I was worried about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, okay, this is gonna. This is not the the feature film, mm-hmm. but. Hoop Dreams, mm-hmm. talking about William Gates and Arthur Agee. Uh-huh. Absolutely fantastic. Yep. Former UT coach Kevin O'Neill was in that. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was. That's amazing. Huh. Justin? I'm going to go with, um, in 2015, Kobe Bryant uh, had a documentary about him. It's called Muse, Kobe Bryant's Muse. Mm-hmm. Love that one. I am going to go at number four with the 30 for 30 um, on Marcus Dupree, the best it never was. Okay. Oh, let's see here. There's so many good ones. You know what? I'm going to go last chance you season one. Because it was such a unique thing. Nobody had ever seen anything like that. And it was so, Buddy was just phenomenal. Brittany Wagner was encapsulating. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a phenomenal documentary. JK? Uh, I'm going to go with um, Full Swing, that golf documentary show on Netflix. Number five? Number five. This is a little off the wall, but it's another SEC storied, and I feel a connection to it because I was actually in the building at the time. Miracle 3, it's about the SEC, the um, 2008 SEC basketball tournament in oh, Georgia, yeah. Dome, Georgia Dome when they okay. had the tornado. Yeah. I'm going to go Book of Manning because, well, finally, J.K.? Um, I'm going to go with um, the Redeem Team. Ah, the Redeem Team. That was a good mm. one. All right. That's going to do it for Top 5 t- Tuesday here on thanks to Mid-South 5 Fitness. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. in the Lee Company studio on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint 220. Don't forget, talking NASCAR, the playoffs are set. Heather Williams joins us and more. We'll see you guys then. <laughs>